With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and welcome to today's podcast of Women's Grit and Grace. How do we go from hashtag me too to hashtag no more? So um, it's December 1st. It's one of my favorite months of the year. It's a challenging month of the year with all the holidays as well as the end of the year. Um, I always say I wish the two uh, winter holidays were in one month and the end of the year was a different month, but I don't get to choose that and I will make the best of it. So, um, hashtag me too continues to reveal the misuse and abuse of power by men with women and vice versa, although less so. It would seem to be a moment in time for a reckoning, a rebalancing of the norms between women and men and the misuse of power by those dominant men upon those not women. Um, and history shows us that getting to know, shows us that getting to hashtag no more will not come about without conscious ongoing efforts on the part of women and men. Today I want to share about how taking stock in your own life of where you stay silent, where you've been on the hurting end of, of misuse of power, and where you, can, uh, where you care enough to risk making a different choice. There's not a woman or man who's not in some way affected by the imbalance of power between women and men. The opportunity is now to take your personal experience and history as motivation to make the choices that will change how you are and how you feel about yourself and your happiness and your choices in life and to take it as inspiration to step into being the better angel of yourself and for others. So there's a lot here. Um, so as I was talking to a client today, earlier today, I said, you know, the arena is sexuality, but the issue is uh, power. It's a misuse and abuse of power by those dominant, which is in the world we live in, the times we live in. It is a man's world. It is ordered by and for men. <laughs> as anybody who is paying any attention to what's going on in terms of legislation, um, you know, the concept that we, that we don't have uh, health care that's available and affordable to people, um, on and on goes the list. So um, it is a time of reckoning and also of rebalancing. Um, what I was sharing with this woman this morning, and, she, you know, she's, you know, working on her challenges in, in an arena where she's, involved in a man who has authority and power in something that she cares about and how she's beginning to recognize how she wants to keep him happy and do what he wants and not make him uncomfortable. But he's also treating her badly and isn't telling the truth about some things. Um, And I said, look, I said, here's your moment. You know, maybe it's not around sexual imbalance and abuse, power abuse, 
but it's about an abuse in an area that you care about, education. And, and that is why I'm writing today or talking today um, about how to go from hashtag me too to hashtag no more. Where do you put up with an imbalance of power with a man in your life? Um, and again, don't confine it just to the sexual arena. That's an, that's an arena. It's a very powerful arena. Sexuality and spirituality, um, most of the wise people through the ages understood were the front and back of the same coin. They are some of the most powerful energies in the human species. Um, and, and that is why if the abuse is in the sexual, the antidote is in the spiritual, meaning to pull on your courage of soul and spirit to say no more. So one of the things I want to just talk about a little more today is there isn't, as I said in the write-up, there isn't a woman or man who isn't somehow affected by this imbalance. And men are just as much affected, often on the positive, um, what seems to be the positive end of, of getting the benefits of the misuse and abuse of power, but there's a diminishing of them, of their being. There's a diminishing of their actual essence when they do that. Um, and yes, these are not arenas. These are not areas of life, aspects of life we give a lot of validity to at our time, especially in the Western world. But you can't say that when you misuse and abuse others, um, there isn't a cost to yourself. Again, it's just, it's not in our priorities and values that we um, pay attention to that. But I would really invite you to, to take, as I said, take stock of your life. Where do you put up with someone diminishing you? Where do you put up with someone being rude or abusive or demeaning or diminishing to you? Um, and we all have our areas. Um, I had the area in the... Um, in the spiritual world, <laughs> excuse me, um, I lived in, a, in an organization, a spiritual organization, and my body was very clear pretty much from the minute I walked in. It, it, it was not happy that I was choosing to stay in this environment. And it wasn't happy because the words were being used to make it clear men were in charge, women could be better, they were subservient. And that is really what you want to look at. The power, the traditional power structure, abusive and misuse of power structure is a pyramid. There is a person at top and there are lots of people in a, you know, kind of a triangle below. What often happens is the people who form the foundation, the base of that triangle, are the ones doing the work, but getting not so much of the benefit as you go up that hierarchy. Um, and it is a form of power that cannot sustain. Um, and where the where we go, how to get from me to to no more, is you have to wake up to where in your life do you participate, and I use that word consciously, you participate in having a misuse or abuse of power um, in a relationship with a man. And again, it can be, you know, this client was talking about somebody that she has to work with in the educational system in her town. She isn't married to him. She doesn't have to live with him. She's not reliant on income from him. But she's involved in a high level of 
of nonprofit work with him that takes time, but she's making a priority. So it's a value to her. It's taking up valuable time, energy, focus in her life. And he's not treating her respectfully. He's, he's not treating her in a way that um, he would treat a person that um, was a value to him. And I, you know, and I said, you've got to recognize this and understand herein lies some healing around your patriarchal father. Herein lies some healing around your challenges around self-confidence and self-value. And it only, you know, these, these things only get healed when we take action. And it has to be a different action. So if you normally would say, oh, okay, he told me not to talk about that, the different choice would be, he told me not to talk about that. Who do I need to talk about this with? And, and she said, well, that's really uncomfortable. I'm very uncomfortable. And I said, good. You know you're in the right place then. It's not going to be comfortable to change. It isn't comfortable for women even 20 years later to, to speak up and say, this man sexually abused me. And again, right now we're at the place where the sexual abuse and misuse is, is, you know, is, is having a reckoning and it's its moment, but it will come up, up as well. It will come to not just sexual abuse, it will come up to power abuse. It will come up to relationship abuse. It will come up to, you know, um, boys will be boys, the men's club, and why women are so few as, the, as that triangle, <laughs> the hierarchy, why there's so few women, because they're women. And, and, you know, and we don't like to think of it that way in 2017 but it is what it is and i'm not going to put the blame totally at the feet of men women have some work around this as well and you know one of the questions this client had is you know she said do i tell the focus group you know there's two of us who are kind of the co-facilitators but we we're not telling everybody else what's really going on and i said because you're playing by the man's rules you're playing by that person's rules. What are your rules? And I said, and one of the rules you want to look at is when you're solitude, when you're solitary and you're isolated, you are, you are diminished in your impact. When you expand and you include, you enjoin with others who also care. And now you, you can't just be marginalized. You can't just be shut down. You can't just be told, you know, it's your problem. The other part of the shift for women is to be able to support each other even if we don't agree with each other. This is, as I say, you know, often people say, well, why aren't women more powerful in the world? Why aren't there, you know, more women? I said, because we don't, we're, we're not good at supporting each other. We, we just aren't, let's be honest. You get three women in a room, one leaves, the, other, the two left are talking about her as I call it, the empty chair syndrome. We are not good at supporting other women unless they are exactly who we think they should be or we like them or they agree with us. Again, women's, women's change, one of the women's changes for women is support even if you don't agree. Because um, now, now, the caveat on this is, and if you really feel strongly, don't, but then be honest. Speak up. Speak to it so the group can benefit. Um, you know, I, I didn't agree with, with Gloria Steinem going around and saying because Hillary's a woman, you should vote for her just because she's a woman. Uh-uh, no. 
That's not what I mean. I mean when someone is having a hard time, when someone's struggling in a work situation or, or in a relationship, don't just let them be struggling alone, okay? Um, because when we struggle alone, we do two things. We think something's wrong with us, and we think that there's nothing we can do that can make it better. And that is where we find ourselves. Yes, me too, but we want to get to no more. Meaning we want to get to a place where it's not okay for someone to take advantage of us, whether it's sexually, whether it's in terms of promotions, whether it's in terms of knowing us well enough to know how to silence us by making us feel insecure, um, no more. But there's a gap between me too and no more that only our individual choices and different choices can make. So, and the thing I, you know, one of the things I say is you have to care enough in that you have to care enough to risk making a different choice. So while you may not care enough about, let's say, I don't know, showing up to be a volunteer in your school system, you may care enough to show up and, and volunteer in some environmental cause. Wherever you care, that's where you show up and that's where you make different choices. Because, uh, you know, we, this is not a philosophical, this is not a mental change we're looking for. This is an energetic, committed, different choice change to get to the place of no more. Um, now, again, one of the things that I'm happy to be reading is how there are men coming forward saying, you know, I think I own some of it. And not because I've, I've done anything personally that I know of that's been inappropriate sexually or, you know, sexual harassment of a woman, but I know men who did it. And while I didn't agree with them, I didn't stand up to them. I didn't say stop. I didn't say, I don't think that's funny. Okay. Um, and so I'm part of the problem. And like I said in my write-up, we all are part of the problem. We all have places when someone said something or did something inappropriate, we didn't say anything. We just looked away. Um, or we talked about it, you know, with our friends, but we didn't at that time or with the people involved make any choices that actually had a chance of making that not happen again. Um, and that's true for women. It's true for men. There were women who knew what these these high-profile um, men who were abusing their power, they knew what they were doing, and they had their reasons. I'll get fired if I speak up. It won't make a difference if I speak up. I'll get fired and nobody will do anything different. Um, she knows what she's getting into. She's old enough. She's a grown-up. You know, but I always say make it personal. Even if it doesn't feel personal, make it personal. If that young woman you know who's enamored by the attention this married, powerful man is giving her, pull her aside and say, you know, sweetie, if you were my daughter, I would want someone to now say what I'm going to say to you. And, yeah, you may hate me. You may not want anything to do with me. But if I stay silent, I will. I know if this were my daughter, I would be very angry or hurt that nobody cared enough to speak up when my daughter might be in a compromised position. Yes, these I, I can hear it now 
we're all uncomfortable doing this. We've been so well brainwashed. Be silent. If it's not about you, it's not your business. It's not going to make any difference. You're a one person. What, per, what difference can one person make? It always starts with the personal. You start with where you care, and you make it personal, and you take a stand about something. And even if you get pushback, you can then go, so you push them back on me. Do, do we want to have a discussion? Because I feel pretty strongly about this. This is where we start to change from me to to no more. We start to change the nature of the conversations. We start to change what is acceptable and what we rationalize as acceptable. Um, and it's the only way we're going to change this balance of power, this imbalance of power between women and men. Men will welcome it for the most part, just as most women will want to you know, also show up for making different choices. Not everybody. This isn't about all or nothing, which is why you've got to make it personal. You've got to do it where you actually care. Not as a should, but where you care. Show up, speak up, make the different choice. Get uncomfortable like my client was like, she goes, this is really uncomfortable. She goes, but I know I have to do the, I have to tell these people. It's not mine to, to be daddy's little girl and, and keep it quiet for him. I said, no, that's right. And this is how we start to confront the ghosts, the sins of the father and the silence of the mother that have let, led us to this place where lots of people knew bad stuff was happening and nobody spoke up or did anything. Um, and this is not about shame and blame. This is about how do we change the balance of power? How do we change the norms where it's more abnormal to not speak up, to not step in, to not say, hey, that's the abnormal versus now that's the abnormal. So I leave you today with, again, the invitation to really take stock of your own life, where you stay silent because you're afraid, where you stay silent because you want to be thought of as, you know, um, uh, you want to be thought of as, oh, she doesn't make waves. She's a good, she's a good, you know, scout. Um, where and where have you been on the hurting end of misuse of power? Um, to the point where you care enough to risk making different choices, because unless you do, nothing changes. And and I and again I'm saying this not as somebody who's done this perfectly or well even. I stayed silent, very silent, too silent when bad stuff was happening to me in a spiritual community because I was trying to speak up but quickly I was marginalized. I was um I was made lies were told about me. Um people made choices and they went towards <laughs> towards someone who was paying them to look the other way. Um, so, so where it's showing up is not the only places it shows up. It shows up in any organization. It shows up in any organized set of relationships. There is a imbalance of power, so there will be a misuse and abuse of power. So that's i got to wrap it up, and I'll be back next week. And um, happy December, everybody. Take care. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.